Hi and welcome to Be More Super, the podcast, and what a treat we've got for you this week. If you've ever wondered how to authenticate your autograph collection, or you need any advice on buying that piece that you've always wanted, give this episode a listen, as we're speaking to the founder and president of JSA, Mr. James Spence Jr., about everything autographs and some exciting news to come to the autograph world very, very soon. And as always, our episode is brought to you by the wonderful people at Prop Store of London. So visit their website, propstore.com. So sit back, relax, and remember, if you do like this episode, please like, share, and subscribe, and hop over to our Facebook page and give that a like as well. So enjoy the episode, relax, and lose yourself with Mr. James Spence Jr. Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. In an action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're joined this week by the wonderful, we're going to call him Jimmy. He likes to be called Jimmy. It's James Spence from GSA um, Authentication. What a wonderful company. James, uh, sorry, Jimmy, (laughs) welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Brian, for having me. And how is everything over in the States at the moment? Well, the coronavirus has hurt businesses all over. Um, Pretty much everybody's quarantined. However, JSA has two locations, one in um, New Jersey, the other in Florida. And we are still operating with a very skeleton crew. We have some people working from home. I actually go into the office each day and receive packages. So we are accommodating people that mail in, whether it be FedEx or UPS or the Postal Service. Uh, we accommodate those orders uh, and some of the other dealers and, and uh, auction houses. They also send their items in or uh, make stop-offs. But unfortunately, the shows and conventions have come to a standstill. Yeah, of course. That's what really hurt us uh, in that respect. But we've never stopped. So, you know, we're, we're optimistic that this is going to uh, clear up and we're going to get back to uh, square one. Fingers crossed. So... For all the listeners out there, I mean, I know who you are. I know what the company is. But for the listeners, can you explain who JSA are? Okay, well, what we do is we are a third-party authentication service for autographs. Um, We Actually, this week, May 1st, will be our 15th year in business. Uh, I come from an autograph background. Uh, Indeed, uh, my grandfather and father were both collectors, I was in it as a hobby initially and turned it into a business. I first sold autographs for many years. But uh, probably a good 20 years ago, I went into authentication and I put the commerce aside. And ever since then, I've just been authenticating autographs for dealers, auction houses, collectors, things that people find in their attics or their basements. And how did the company come about? Because you started uh, with another company, uh, one of your Mm -hmm. competitors, PSA DNA, many years ago. Um, How did JSA come, 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 come about? Well, initially when I was selling autographs, uh, I was traveling around the country. I gained quite a reputation. 
And uh, Collector's Universe, the parent company of PSA, wanted to start up an autograph authentication division. And they wanted me to put together a group of authenticators, which I did. And this is back in 1999. And what they did is because they were going through an IPO, they decided to purchase my company, my inventory that I had, along with my authentication rights. And for the next six years, I built up PSA DNA. At the end of the sixth year, I decided, you know, I had enough fire in the belly. I wanted to get back into my own business. So amicably, we split up. I, they wanted to uh, keep me on uh, for, for more years, but I decided to, to go into it on my own. And I built up JSA. So, uh, you know, fortunately, it clicked and uh, we became a bigger, bigger than what I had started over at PSA DNA. <laughs> Yeah, I've got to say, in Europe, um, you know, when we talk about, you know, getting autographs authenticated, um, we don't really see much of PSA over here, but we, we, we see a lot of uh, J JSA uh, products uh, being sold within the market, which is great news uh, for, for your company. Um, I mean, when we talk about autographs, so if we're going to talk about JSA, what is the process? Say if someone in the UK or, or in Europe wanted to get something authenticated, um, how easy is the process and, how, and what does that look like? Well, you go onto our website, which is spenceloa.com. Uh, there's a form. You could fill out the, you just print out the form, fill it out, send it along with whatever you want to get authenticated. It's a very simple form. And once it hits our door, I'd say the turnaround is probably about two weeks. Uh, right now, it's actually going faster because we're, I guess right. we're much more efficient because we don't have all the weekend work. But in any event, once we get the items in, they do get processed. It's never one man's opinion of whether it's going to pass or fail. We still have authenticators that opine via image that we send via uh, email. And if it conclusively gets positive scores, it will pass and they're yeah. in reverse. If it, fa it would fail if it, did, if it got negative re uh, scores across the board. So, uh, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, no one person has the determination of whether something's going to pass or fail. So that, 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 that should give a lot of people a lot of comfort out there that it, it, it is a group effort. And the people that you use to authenticate these autographs, what sort of experience have they had in the industry? Many of the people were collectors and chasers. In fact, that's what I look for. And then I train the people. In fact, the people at PSA DNA and even my other competitor, Beckett, many of those people worked for me. They actually, you know, went on, they either stayed there or moved on to another company. But I virtually have trained most of the authenticators in the country. Uh, and it's, I have a certificate in forensic document examination. And what I've done is I've been able to in-house train a lot of people that had that passion that's what i'm really looking for somebody that that has experience passion has you know spent a lot of time on ebay or looking at auctions and the prices and the values and you know somebody that has a base of understanding uh it's very difficult to uh find those people because none of the colleges or universities teach these courses so it virtually is is yeah. all done by me <laughs> i've got to say it's one of those in you know them hobbies that really gets the uh, the fire in your belly going because I started collecting many, many years ago and I remember one of my first autographs was a Christopher Reeve autograph, Superman. Uh, 
And yes. I had the Reeve autograph for over 15 years. I got it from a UACC dealer in New York, and um, it cost me roughly about six, $700. So you would think at that price it's going to be genuine, and it was part of the uh, UACC, um, which is, again, recognised over in the UK. But I think people you know, I've got the wrong impression of what that means within the industry itself. Um, I then found out that it was fake. You know, it wasn't mm. real. It broke my heart. It really did. Because to have something on <laughs> on the wall for so many years, um, you know, believing it's real, and then all of a sudden find that it, it it is fake. And that got me on a journey on studying his autograph, um, going from everything from the slants, of of you know the letters the style how he signed over the years from his stacked autographs to mm -hmm. his full ones um and even when i've bought autographs is checking the little things like you know it's not a photocopy auto pen and if there's indents on the back of the paper as well so it shows pressure marks from it so so you know i appreciate you know third-party authenticators like yourself because you know not all all collectors um, have become that savvy. Um, but have you seen the market change in the way of people getting things authenticated with you um, from years ago to now? Oh, absolutely. Initially, it was when I first started dealing in autographs back in the 1980s, um, there wasn't as much interest in autographs as there were in trading cards and memorabilia. I used to go set up at shows as a weekend warrior sell my wares, and perhaps three dealers in the entire room would actually sell autographs. Yeah. Now, if you went to a convention or a card show, as we call them in the, in the United States, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone's table that didn't have an autograph that they weren't selling. So it's, it's changed in that respect, and a few other things have changed as well since then. Uh, auction houses sprung up. There really weren't many auction houses, certainly none that concentrated on sports memorabilia. Now there's many, many different auction houses. In fact, uh, some of the, uh, as far as the larger ones are concerned, there's probably about 20 of them in the United States. Uh, there's many smaller ones, people that you know sell things online, but the ones that have the actual large catalog, you know, printed catalog, there's probably a good 20 of them, most of which, which JSA services. Um, another thing that, that took off, obviously, was the internet, eBay, um, you know, Amazon. All of this helped fuel the autograph industry. In fact, right now, during the virus situation, a lot of those people are cleaning up because people yeah. can't get out of the house. They're fidgety. They need their fix. Yeah. They, they have to get, you know, buy an autograph and online is, is a very comfortable way to do it. And people are still shipping all the, all the different carriers are still making, making shipments to the various customers. So that's a good thing. Um, and then the authentication is the other is probably the third biggest thing that happened uh, to the autograph industry. Many people were very gun shy. They, you know, it was the wild west out there. People were were just coming up with elaborate stories. Uh, you know, I met this old man, a late, an old lady down the block, and it started to become, you know, just a bunch of BS. It was a, it was a horrible. You know, and then people were swearing by things, and and, and it had no science behind it. Yeah. In fact, there was no there was there was no regulation body. Certainly, the government wasn't going to do that. So, I I guess I took it upon myself to study up. I built a very large exemplar file, which was specimens of autographs, 
And we have at JSA over a million different specimens, all in field category, as well as they're all in chronological order, what can be. And this helps us find the evolution of a person's signature. And we don't only keep good specimens of autographs, we also keep the major forgeries, the secretarial, the wives' signatures, the auto pens, the facsimiles, the new laser printings that they're doing, even on baseballs and, yeah. and different types yeah. of jerseys. So we have to keep one step ahead of the forgers. And there's, you know, it's and and not only that, but the the knowledge of all of my authenticators, uh, you know, with with their their work in the field, if they've gone chasing autographs or the experience they've had with a number of different celebrities. This all helps bring to the public, a valid product that becomes marketable. That's the key, is that it, it will indeed be marketable. If you want to sell it, it will have the respect of the autograph industry and the collectible industry, so you can turn around and sell it someday or give it to somebody with confidence that it's real. See, that was going to be my next question, and what value, um, mm. you know, having that sticker on your photo or, or wherever you'd like that sticker, because, of course, you don't have to have it at the front. You can have it behind. Or in my case, I had it on the actual letter of authenticity. Um, I mean, what percentage do you think um, out there to buy currently on the marketplace is fake versus genuine? You'd really have to qualify it. I, you know, I'd, I know you're looking for a percentage for me to say, you know, 38 percent or bad. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to really come up with a figure because if you look on eBay, it's it could be quite terrible. I mean, fortunately, JSA has the power to take things down off of eBay that are not legitimate. Right. We do not. We do not troll around looking for problems. But when things are brought to our attention, we're able to do that Excellent. now. If it's of somebody extremely famous as well as uh, desirable, such as, say, Michael Jordan, for example, yeah, okay, 95% of what's out there being offered is fake. Right. So unfortunately, that's a really high percentage. Um, perhaps uh, if, you, if you look at somebody like uh, maybe a, a baseball player, a famous baseball player like Mickey Mantle, which really drove the market, yeah. Uh, in fact, I probably wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for Mickey Mantle. <laughs> he, he was the most important baseball player that that had something to do with our industry. Um, Mickey Mantle's autograph, it could be probably in the high 70s. I mean, wow. he signed an awful lot of autographs, but it's probably close to 80% of what's out there because it's such a desirable autograph, heavily forged, and we have to you know separate everything. And, you know, they, they, we, we have to play referee out there. Now... There are other autographs, which not so much. They're not as forged. Uh, some people are very gracious signing things. Uh, therefore, the demand isn't as great and the supplies there. So, you know, if, if it's maybe a, a second string, second baseman on the New York Yankees, perhaps maybe 3% of all of his autographs are bad. So you really have to, like, you know, determine who are we talking about now. Uh, and then you have other problems, like, Princess Dive, for example. Yeah. There's a bunch of auto pen examples, especially on Christmas cards that she and Charles would sign, would not sign. They would, you know, have those sent out. Some of them would indeed be valid, but the majority are auto pen, and that that holds true with a lot of people. Astronauts, many of theirs are 
uh, auto pen. Many people use facsimiles. Other people use stamps. Yeah. Uh, other people just have their wives or some service sign their mail. Yes, secretarial. So, yeah, of course. And mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, we, we, with a lot of fakes out there, and obviously, uh, you, you know, they're getting smarter. Um, you offer a letter of authenticity with with certain pieces over over a certain value. Um, yes. On that letter of authenticity, is that easily faked, or is there things to look out for within that letter? People have tried to counterfeit JSA's letter, but it's the hardest one to fake. Uh, compared to our competitors. Reason being, we use a, um, uh, my signature itself is copyrighted, okay? So if somebody was to use it, it's against the law. On top of that, impregnated into the paper itself, um, it's bonded, okay? So you would have to, that there, uh, you would have to buy 10,000 dollars worth of paper that was in, you know, had this bond in it to be able to duplicate what we have. So that's another hurdle. The biggest hurdle is we have notary publics working for me. And every one of my letters is witnessed by a notary public. Therefore, that is going to be hard to duplicate. What we also do, unlike my competitors, is we describe the item extremely well. On it, it will tell you the dating of it. It will tell you what type of pen the size of it, the different types of nuances of that, if there's, uh, you know, the, the way uh, maybe the uniform that, that's being used or if he's batting uh, a certain way, or, you know, if he's a baseball player, if he's a celebrity. We don't just deal with sports. We deal with celebrities, historical figures, music, uh, all of that. So it would be very, very difficult to effectively recreate one of our letters. And that's why pretty much they go after our competitors and not us when it comes to that. Yeah, I've got to say, it's very, very secure, obviously. I mean, with with potential buyers out there, before they send their lovely items to you, have you got any advice for anyone that, say, is looking for a certain person on the internet? Um, what should they look out for as, like, the red flags to say, no, don't buy? I'm a big fan of making, of, of having people educate themselves. I want them to learn. Just don't buy blindly. Look around, find out the reputation of the dealer. But once you decide to make a purchase, insist on getting a receipt. Don't ask for their letter of authenticity because it's probably not worth that much. Yeah. Get a receipt with the date on it, with describing the item, the price, and have them write on it, must pass the authentication service of your choice. If that be JSA, great. Have it, have it written on the receipt and saying that the deal is not consummated until that occurs. That's real important because they need to have that money back guarantee. I would also recommend that people don't pay in money, money order or cash or check. Use a credit card. If there's a problem, if the person doesn't want to give you their money back, give you your money back after something might go wrong with the purchase, you have a better chance of reversing the charge through the credit card company. And that's a much better way. If the person has the cash, they have the check, it, it might be very difficult to get your money back. So that's a big recommendation as well. So try try to buy you know items that are already authenticated, but a yeah. lot of times you can get some really nice items 
that we're not. Somebody might just find something, throw it up on eBay, decide to sell it. You need to do some homework. Um, we're starting up, JSA starting up an, uh, an online authentication that can give you, a, which it's going to be called first look. It's like a quick opinion of whether or not the item is valid or not. You expect to see that process come up within the next couple of months. This way, you'll be able to buy with confidence. Until we see it, we can't be sure, but yeah. at least it'll give you a good idea of whether or not what you're ready to buy is worth pursuing. Excellent. You're actually answering my future questions there because that, right. was, that was one, one of them. Um, so with autographs, they're a great investment. Um, mm -hmm. They're very emotionally led as well. Um, what would you say is a great investment piece out there now for anyone that's maybe looking to buy an autograph to keep, you know, for the future, for potentially, you know, not necessarily to make money, but will make money in the future? Well, you need to think in the future how that person might become iconic. Are they mm. going to hold their value? Just because there might be a, a very popular athlete today, you might think, oh, my God, he's the greatest one in the world. What happens if he signs, you know, a billion autographs in his life and it yeah. just becomes watered down? And then after his career, he really doesn't stay in the limelight. Uh, you know, we, we've seen this with with quite a few athletes, um, you know, over the years that they 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 have this meteoric rise. And then all of a sudden you can't give away their autographs 10, 15 years <laughs> thereafter. So, I mean, here in the United States, I can't speak for the UK, but uh, to give you an example, some of those iconic autographs are Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra. Uh, th there's a limited amount of them out there. There's enough if you want one and if you have the money for it. But those are the kind of autographs that I would be looking for, you know, in terms of long-term investment. They seem to at least hold their value, but generally they do go up in value, especially if something comes up like a movie that, you know, keys them and uh, all of a sudden a person becomes famous. I remember having, you know, sir, the boxer, uh, and I'm sure you've seen it before, um, Jim Braddock, uh, who was Cinderella Man. It was played. Yes. Uh, okay. I had, when I was a dealer, I remember I had that autograph on my table and I think I was selling it for maybe a hundred dollars. Right. He died right. somewhere in, I think 1973 it was. I couldn't give away that autograph. I could not believe there was no interest in it. He was a great boxer. He, he, yeah. you know, he, he, he beat, you know, um, Max Baer. It was in, he was, he was a great boxer in his day. And until that movie came along, there was no interest in him. Now, ever since then, people would want to buy his autograph. <laughs> so, you know, James Dean is another big name. Very few of his autographs out there. But those are the kind of things that I would think the blue chip items that people should invest in. I don't think, you know, Michael Jordan's a great autograph. He's, he's never really done any shows. Uh, he's a great item if you're looking for something more contemporary. But, uh, you know, many of the players today, they're signing their arms off, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, there's just so many that can be absorbed by the public. And of course, um, all those items you've just mentioned there, like Marilyn Monroe, I can imagine them being high risk as well. There's going to be a lot of oh, people no out there that's going to be trying to pedal. So uh, I would presume that your advice would be get one that's already been authenticated. Uh, you want to get things, well, either that or get the assurance that you'll be able to get your money back if 
things don't work mm -hmm. out. I mean, you do want to get that pedigree, that letter of authenticity, because that is what's going to make the item marketable in the future. It doesn't matter whether you think it's real. It depends on that letter. And, uh, you know, it's sad to say, but and this doesn't happen very often, but if we put a letter on it, it'll make it marketable. If yeah. I made a mistake, it'll still be marketable. It's happened. It doesn't happen very often. But that just goes to show you the power of that letter of authenticity and how much it's regarded in the industry. And talking about the vintage autographs like Mar Marilyn Monroe and Marlon Brando and people like that, how difficult is it to authenticate the vintage autographs compared to the modern ones? Oh, I'd much rather do the vintage ones. Yeah. They, first of all, you could read their autographs. They have a style. <laughs> yeah. a, lot of, a lot of what you have today is scribble. Unfortunately, have you seen Al Pacino's autograph? Oh, it's, it's horrible. It's like a circle. It's not even a... It's, yeah. it's a check mark at best. And that's the majority of ones that are submitted into us, unfortunately, go inconclusive. So therefore, unless you got one of his earlier autographs, or if he decided to give you a little bit more than the check mark, we'd be able to authenticate it. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of the athletes, they're just trying to rush through these things. They've lost all the style of their autograph. Penmanship's gone out the door. I mean, yeah. I, I have a 13-year-old boy. He's in seventh grade right now, and the schools don't even teach cursive writing. He only knows how to print. Wow. <laughs> so, so, and that's true throughout the United States, and that, that's not very good for my business when I'm looking to recruit some of the younger guys <laughs> in the future because they're not going to be able to read any manuscripts. Oh, it's a dying art. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure he will get uh, better with, a, with age. I, I, you know, I can't believe that because my girl that's sixth, uh, she's, she's got beautiful handwriting, better handwriting mm. than me in, in wow. all fairness. So we've gone over the first look, which is going to be the method uh, of online part authentication uh, because obviously un un until it's sent in and it can be examined I presume that's when you get your letter of authenticity um, will you be looking at encapsulation of autographs in the future yes that's coming up as well I'm going to give that about five or six months right. uh, we already have the design uh, it's beautiful design it's uh, it's got a great I wish I had a copy of it to to show you but it does have a really nice flip, which is the tag at the very top. Uh, it has a nice logo up there of the company. It's beautifully created. Uh, I can't wait to get into that. That's certainly going to double, if not triple, the size of our business. Definitely. Uh, my, big, my biggest fear is not getting the items in. It's getting the <laughs> items out. I, I know we'll get the product in, but i got to you know, run two, three shifts probably just to get it out the door. And what's the plan for anyone you know, that's had items from, from yourself done? Uh, that maybe want to get get the items encapsulated in the future. Like myself, I've had a few uh, index cards uh, signed by Chris Christopher Reeve, and I'd love to get them mm -hmm. encapsulated so they're protected. What's the plan in place for, for people like myself in the future? It will be a very similar process to what we do right now with autographs. Pack it well, yep. ship it to us, and expect it to get back to you within a, a reasonable period of time. We're looking at two, three weeks. Um, I'm... I'm saying that, uh, you know, this is going to really catch on. A lot of people love the encapsulation. I happen to like it, too. Uh, we've, we've been working on it for quite some time. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to get it out the gate because we've been so busy and we had some issues with its sealing. But in the future, I, I think you could look for that. That's another big 
product and grading as well. That's another uh, initiative we're taking. So besides the first look and the encapsulation, there will be grading added to JSA's uh, menu. Some exciting stuff. And with the UK, is there any plans of JSA coming over to the UK in any involvement, you know, with conventions, with events within Europe itself? Because we are seeing, um, you know, a few other competitors come over, but they're stuck with, you know, a certain company. And it'd be great to see you guys over. I mean, I know that you offer a witness, is it a witness protection program? Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, That's when we see the actual celebrity signing in the presence of one of our agents and we will give it a witness protection. That's the highest form of authentication because we actually have seen the item getting signed. So to answer your question, though, I just need to get invited over there. Right. <laughs> I'd, okay. I'd be more than happy to come over myself, in fact. Uh, we've, we, interestingly enough, of the 50 states, there are only two or three states that JSA has never authenticated in. So we've been up in Canada, all over the place. We've been down in Mexico. Um, you know, widespread across the United States, even in Hawaii and Alaska, we've done authentications. It's just, we'd love to make it across the pond, uh, you know, go over and do authentication. I'd love to do it myself. Uh, I've, um, I, a little bit about my background. I actually used to work for, uh, an English uh, company. I was, uh, when I got out of college, I worked for Cunard. I worked on the QE2. Oh, Oh, yeah, I was... I worked back in 1983 on the QE2. I did transatlantics. I was uh, over in uh, Germany, uh, down in the Caribbean. I worked in Alaska, Mexico. So I worked for uh, for a UK company for a little while, maybe about two years. Oh wow! I didn't know that. To be to be fair, and uh, now now you, uh, where, where where are you based now? Sorry, I forgot. Well, I I, I was born in New York. Yeah, uh, the city, but. Um, I grew up just across the river in New Jersey. I do have my facility in Parsippany, New Jersey, which is probably about 40 minutes outside of Manhattan. My eldest son operates our office down in Florida, uh, which is in the Fort Lauderdale area. And I actually have uh, a few other family members that work for me in addition to another staff. But my other son is our advertising and marketing man. That's Ryan. He works at the New Jersey office. And then I have a couple of sisters that do some witness protection work across the country. And, uh, you know, we have a really good staff. There's probably about 25 full-timers and maybe about uh, 30 part-timers that work for JSA. And the reason for involving the family, is it because they're very good at what they do or do you get them slightly cheaper? (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I love the trust element of having family members. That's, that's a big thing with me. I like that loyalty. Um, they enjoy working for the company. They don't have to deal with me most of the time. Many of them live you know, across the United States, so they all have their, their territories, and they do quite well. Excellent. And lastly, before we wrap up the interview, what makes JSA stand out compared to all the other competitors? Well, I mentioned how detail-oriented we were. Um, I also, you know, want to stress on that uh, exemplar file that we have. It, it's it's amazing that there are a million or more autographs in there, which is you know extremely well defined. I mean, every day I'm manicuring that particular uh, file, making it better and better, getting new celebrity autographs because 
heroes and celebrities make come about each day. Uh, that's that's really and and not only about the the people that work for me are very adept to this. We we have people that have uh, chased autographs for years and years and years have collected. I'm not looking to just hire someone that doesn't know anything about this industry. I'm looking to get very knowledgeable people because all it takes is one person's knowledge to trump someone else's. Someone could bring something to my attention saying, hey, I happen to know something about this. I know there's a forger that does that or his yeah. wife you know, used to sign his name very well. So all that collective brain power is real important to JSA. So I, I think you know, the fact that we authenticate from more auction houses than all of the others combined. I think that pretty much gives us, you know, our badge of honor in this industry. That's great stuff. And hopefully we'll get you over to the UK and uh, I'll be sending my Christopher Reeve, my latest one, uh, sent over over to you very, very soon. Uh, Jimmy, They're thank great. you. I was Sorry, go on. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I was recently honored in September also, just to add on to things. Um, in September, the industry, I was the first autograph person ever elected into the Hall of Fame, right. which was a great honor that I received. And, uh, you know, I hope to see, you know, my son someday get elected into the same Hall of Fame. Oh, that is awesome. So from everything you've said, uh, you know, it's obvious, obvious that you're, you know, your company is very, you know, trustworthy, secure. Um, I mean, I've seen plenty of videos on how you authenticate the items and you go in so much detail. It's unbelievable. So it's definitely Thanks. peace of mind. And I think within the autograph industry, it is all about trust. It is. So no doubt. it's great to have a com company like yourself that does all that work so you can give um, people like myself trust in knowing that you've got on the wall a genuine Christopher Reeve in this case and not a uh, a horrid fake one. Um, so, Jimmy, thank you so much for be being on the podcast. You keep safe and all the best to the fam family and hopefully we'll see you in the UK very, very soon. Thank you very much. Enjoy the interview, Brian. Pleasure. God bless. Thank Take you. Care. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share it with your super friends.